Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. Want to welcome you to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Anil Mansikani, who's the Vice President of Loyalty Marketing for MGM Resorts International. Uh, Anil, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, good morning, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, thank you again. Uh, for those uh, we interview, we'd like to start these off on a more personal level, uh, get to know a little bit uh, about the, the people we're interviewing, a little bit about you, your history, your role at MGM, and you know, maybe a fun fact about yourself. Do you like to scuba dive? Do you have 14 kids? You know, what, What's a passion you may have? Got it. Got it. Uh, sure. Well, happy to uh, give you a little bit of background about myself. I've had a pretty diverse career, uh, almost 25 years or more than 25 years, uh, spanning a number of different industries. So uh, for about the last 10 years, I've been in the travel and hospitality sector, primarily in the cruise industry, uh, and then more recently working uh, for MGM Resorts. Uh, and then prior to the hospitality industry, I spent about five years in the technology and digital media and telecom industry. Um as well as consumer electronics uh, for about five years. And then prior to that, I spent about seven years in financial services in the credit card industry. So I uh, had quite quite the variety there, working for a, a number of Fortune 500 companies. Um, we've also had a number of different functional roles uh, within those, those different uh, industries. So uh, I've worked in everything from strategy and analytics to marketing to revenue product management and business development. So quite uh, quite a variety there. Um, and today I lead loyalty marketing on behalf of MGM Resorts. And so that really encompasses about three different um, functional areas. So one is managing the loyalty program itself uh, for our 38 million members in terms of the marketing, the systems, the operations. Um, and then I also have another, uh, another part of my team that focuses on a lot of our loyalty partnerships. So uh, as you may know, Mark, we have relationships with Hyatt Hotels and Southwest Airlines and Royal Caribbean and Celebrity Cruises, um, as well as Avis. And then the last part of my team, uh, last but certainly not least, another, another area of passion for me is um, financial partnerships. So manage a lot of our uh, relationships with our, our co-brand credit card partners, MasterCard and uh, First National Bank of Omaha, as well as uh, our stored value gift card program. So uh, just had a quite, quite the variety uh, of experiences. And I, I guess fun fact, I mean, I, I think I've um, really been um, passionate about travel uh, for a number of years and uh, had the, the good fortune of uh, probably visiting over 30 countries in the last 10 years or 30 or more uh, just through a lot of my work in the cruise line industry. So just uh, have lot, lots of recommendations on uh, fun places to go if anyone's interested. But. That's that's awesome. It's uh, good to be able to hit that many uh, uh, different locales, uh, especially uh, a friend of mine actually uh, works on a cruise ship and uh, she's always on uh, some new boat somewhere. So uh, <laughs> I guess it'd be a nice job to have. I'm not sure four kids uh, is amenable to that, but uh, it, looks, it looks fun nonetheless. <laughs> So on the travel with them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, for those who may not be familiar with MGM, uh, you know, can you give us a little bit about the brand's history? You know, how customers traditionally uh, in, in engage in, uh, with the brand? I know the whole uh, gaming experience is, is, you know, changing from more gaming to entertainment and shows and even how you engage with them. So, you know, we'd love to know a little bit more about the brand's ha history and you know, how customers interact with the brand today. 
Sure. So I think a lot of people tend to know MGM uh, as the big green building on the Las Vegas Strip. And so I think, you know, what, what I think has surprised a lot of people when I talk to them, and I think even some of my colleagues have talked to their friends and family members, uh, is really just understanding how the company has, has really expanded and grown over the years. So um, MGM is the, we have over nine properties on the Las Vegas Strip. So um, you know, more, far more than uh, Bellagio. So we have uh, the, the Bellagio, the Aria, the Vidara, uh, Mandalay Bay, and other a uh, number of other properties on the Strip. And so I think some people realize that, but what some people may not realize is that we've really expanded internationally as well. We have several properties in China. Uh, we recently got approval um, to eventually build an integrated resort in Japan. Um, and then we have a number, number of regional properties throughout the United States. So typically on the East Coast in, in, in Boston and in D.C. and in New York and Michigan, Ohio and, and Mississippi, uh, to name a few. So um, a lot of folks don't fully probably appreciate the, the, the breadth of um, properties and, and resorts that we have across our ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to mention. And then I'd say the other thing in terms of how our customers, you asked about how customers interact with us. So again, most people know us as a, as a casino operator primarily, but, you know, I think the MGM story has evolved over the years where, um, you know, we were certainly a tr- traditional casino operator, but as Las Vegas has changed and we were certainly at the forefront of that change uh, to be more of an entertainment destination and really focused on our entertainment offering to, to really, um, really step up our game as it relates to the culinary experiences and partnering with celebrity chefs over the years. Um, and so it's, it's just really evolved. And then more recently in the last several years, um, as sports betting has become legalized across a number of different jurisdictions across the United States, um, you know, we, we allow our members to engage with us via our, our BetMGM sports betting and online gaming app. Um, so that's just a, another way that people can engage while they're not even in Las Vegas or, or some of our regional properties. Okay. I know earlier this year, you relaunched the MGM Rewards Loyalty Program. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the program, some of the changes and enhancements you made to the program and kind of what went into that process of, you know, uh, evolving the program, developing a new program? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, definitely an exciting time at MGM. And we were super excited about the launch of MGM Rewards that took place uh, a few months ago. Uh, I think it would probably help for some of your viewers that may not know, just to give you a little more context about the program, kind of where we came from. Um, So the previous program was called MLife. And so one of the first things that we changed about the new program was was its name itself. So as I mentioned, a lot of folks didn't always associate us with um, uh, MLife and and even our properties with something other than the MGM brand, the big big green building on Las Vegas Strip. And so one of the things that we really um, sought to do with this new uh, new loyalty program is to more closely align our actual company name with the the loyalty program because again not a lot of people kind of always associated M Life with MGM and so MGM Rewards has become our our new customer facing brand so that that was the first big change as part of the program um, and then another sort of piece of context for for your listeners is that the previous program which was called M Life was was primarily a slot program. And so it, it really appealed to our slot players and, and served them very well for over 10 years. Um, but, but candidly, there wasn't a lot of incentive for our, some of our non-gaming customers uh, who visit our properties year after year, and in some cases spent a lot of money with us. So we really sought to expand the program beyond sort of a traditional slot program and, and really try to appeal to our non-gaming customers. 
And so what we did is we created a currency called MGM Rewards Points that effectively people will earn for their hotel stays uh, with us, their, their food and beverage experiences with, um, with us, as well as any entertainment and retail purchases uh, where they could redeem those uh, for those for those different um, experiences. So uh, for food and beverage and hotel spend, you'd earn, and then you'd have the ability to redeem for a lot of these other entertainment and, and retail experiences, including our, our spas. Um, so uh, probably another thing to mention as part of what we changed with the program is we had a little bit of um, you know differences between how our regional properties um, function from a loyalty perspective and how our uh, domestic to our Las Vegas properties uh, interacted with our members. So typically our, our regional players would earn um, some sort of currency for their table games play. And so what we wanted to do um, is make that um, happen across all of our properties. So now in Las Vegas, uh, when you come to play blackjack or you play other table games, you'll also earn um, a currency for that. So it really helped to standardize some of the program across our regional and, and domestic properties. Um, and then I would say one of the other big changes that we made to the program was really leaning into um, adding a variety of new benefits to the program. Yep. So I won't, I won't get into all of the, the benefits that we, that we added, but I'll just, you know, maybe highlight a few of the more significant ones. So uh, one of the biggest pain points that our members told us was they really hated paying resort fees. And so one of the big changes we made to the program was we, we were waiving resort fees uh, for those members that book directly with us, if they're at the gold or above um, tier status with us. So that's been really well received. And, and certainly the, the two months that we've had the program live, uh, or sorry, three months uh, we've had the program live. Um, and so that that's you know really good feedback um, from our members that, again, takes into account their, um, their feedback and then really just trying to, um, you know, add, add value to their, to their loyalty program. Uh, one of the other things that we changed was um, when people achieve a new tier, we're offering them a, a new tier, um, tier achievement dining credit. So if you, if you hit platinum status, as an example, um, or you hit noir status, we'll, we'll effectively give you the equivalent of like a $500 or $200 uh, dining credit to come stay with us as sort of a celebration for, for hitting that, that new tier. So that's also been uh, well received by a number of our members. And then one of the um, other changes that we made um, was really trying to, um, again, reward those high value players um, and, and, and high value um, non-gaming customers that, that are part of our program. And so for those people that achieve platinum status, they earn enough tier credits to achieve platinum status or noir status, we'll fly them to Las Vegas and provide them with an air travel credit to cover their, their transportation. So um, again, another new benefit that's been very well received um, and then probably one of the last things I would mention about some of the program um, changes that we made is really trying to more tightly integrate with our, our sports betting partner and online gaming partner, um, BetMGM. So that's been a huge strategic initiative for us. And so one of the things that we've, um, that we've done over the years is really try and integrate the programs more closely. So if you join BetMGM and play, um, if you're, if you're an online gamer or you're, you're sports better in certain markets where that's live, um, you'll automatically be enrolled into MGM um, rewards and then also be able to earn tier credits towards your status with us. So we're able to effectively um, allow those BetMGM players to turn their digital experiences into actual on-property uh, you know, physical experiences and, and really just unlock a, a variety of new, um, 
you know, new experiences on our properties. So that's been another huge win um, as part of the program. Okay. You mentioned redesigning the program, some things you went through. That's a big area of kind of opportunity we see, especially in our brand membership. And we have like 140 brands and growing uh, that are members. Many of them have RFPs in market, they're looking for the right technology, you're going about redesigning the program. That can be a big challenge, truly listening to and understanding your customers. What was the most valuable thing you learned while redeveloping the program? And you know, how did you go about you know, so effectively redesigning the program to, to tailor to your customers' needs? Yeah, you, you touched on it. I mean, one of the one of the things that that we as a team worked on, and this this goes back now a couple of years, even pre-COVID, um, to to the desire for the company to really reach out uh, and expand the, the tent to to our non-gaming audience, and then really double down, no pun intended, on even our gaming audience um, with adding new ways to earn, um, both from a table games perspective as well as um, our BetMGM, um, you know, digital mobile app. So we really we started by listening to our customers and, and really conducting a number of uh, focus groups and surveys and really trying to understand what were some of those, you know, some of the pain points that they, they had with MLife. And as I mentioned, one of the things that popped right away was the, the, the paying resort fees. Um, that was a real sore subject for, for members. And so that's, that's one thing we definitely uh, wanted to address with the new program. Uh, like I said, it's been well received in, in terms of some of the changes. Um, to answer your question around, you know, valuable lessons, I think, um, you know, with, with a program of our size and going through a huge change like we did, uh, you know, we, we obsess about these things. We want to make sure that we're improving the guest experience. We want to make sure that what we're doing, this is a, was a huge change. I mean, we changed signage all over uh, Las Vegas, all over our digital assets, all over our regional properties to reflect the new branding and new program and spend a lot of time. So we, we obsess about it you know, every day of the week, um, our members, you know, they may come once a year, twice a year, four times a year. In some cases, our high frequency customers come, come to us every week. But um, I think one of the biggest things that we, we learned as part of this is that change is hard. Um, and I, I think we kind of intuitively knew this, but we always trying to refine our approach. Uh, change is hard and, and making sure that we, we take our members along the journey with us. Um, so when we change things like the names of currency, um, well, we've adopted that new lingo and new language to, to make sure that our guests also understand what that means and that, you know, they're not losing any currency necessarily. We're just effectively rebranding it to more accurately reflect, um, you know, what, what they can use that currency for. So uh, just really being, being um, aware of the fact that it's going to take some time for our members to adopt a new lingo. Um, I think is a huge part of, um, you know, what, what we've been learning and how do we continue to educate and keep them engaged in the program uh, would probably be my, my answer to that. And what are your goals short and long term for the program? Uh, when you redesign a program, having uh, unique KPIs, good KPIs, metrics, measurements, very important. Benchmarking, I know that's something that, you know, the industry is, is, is working on. We're working on with our brands as well. But how, how do you go about, you know, setting some goals short and long term for the program? Yeah, well, as, as I mentioned, I mean, one of the big objectives with the program was to really widen the tent um, and reach our non-gaming audience um, more, more effectively. And so for us, one of the big KPIs was around driving new member acquisition. Uh, and in some cases, they, these may be people that have uh, stayed with us a number of times, but they didn't really have that motivation or incentive um, to join our program. And so now that we've given them, we think, a, a pretty compelling um, incentive 
Uh, we're really hoping to drive uh, significant member acquisition. And then, you know, we're, we're also, a lot of these new benefits that we offer, and I only touched on a few of them, but we're also offering things like a tier appreciation event. So when you, um, you know, you effectively hit a new tier, we're going to have events for those members. Uh, we also have an MGM Rewards concert series that, again, is a thank you uh, for, for your loyalty to MGM. And so we really want to check and monitor those engagement metrics. We want to monitor those satisfaction metrics. How happy are you with the program? How satisfied are, are you with the program? Um, and so those, those are some of the, the, the KPIs that we're looking at. And, and certainly uh, one of the other ones I probably didn't mention was just understanding um, what, where they're spending with us. I mean, we, we historically, especially for our non-gaming audience, we want to learn more about them, learn more about their preferences. So we want to, we're, we're tracking the percentage of their spend um, with us as well as another sort of key one for us. So that's, that's sort of, um, those are some of the, the key metrics that we're, that we're watching pretty closely. Um, and the longer term intention, right, is to take that data and be able to, again, have greater personalization for those members and be able to offer them experiences that are relevant to them. Because we, we just have an amazing portfolio of experiences that we have access to, and we want to make sure that we're getting relevant experiences to the, to the right audience. So that's another key objective for us longer term. You mentioned some of the partners that you have uh, in your program. Partnerships are very important, you know, with privacy coming out, some of the challenges there uh, in, in, in privacy and, you know, just uh, it's it very, it's more restrictive now than it ever has been before with cookies going away and some of the technology challenges as well. Brands are looking for partnerships that they can leverage in a very unique manner. You know, how has MGM typically, you know, uh, kind of approached partnerships? And, you know, how important is that to your you know, customer loyalty efforts? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And partnerships really are a very important part of our loyalty program. I mean, the way we approach partnerships is that we really look um, at, at partners who we think can add value to our members. Um, so we're always trying to look for brands that are either in adjacent categories, like our, some of our travel partners that we have today, um, or in categories that help us with everyday, um, with everyday spend, if you will, and, and can kind of keep, keep reinforcing uh, relationship with, with MGM. So, you know, one example of that is our co-branded credit card, where today our members engage with us when, while they're at home in their home market. Um, they can spend on our co-brand card and earn tier credits and earn points that allow them to elevate their status while, while they're not even visiting our property. So, um, that, that's one key element is the ability to, to leverage people's everyday spend and, and drive engagement with us. And then, you know, we, we have partnerships with, as I mentioned, Royal, uh, sorry, Royal Caribbean and, and, and Southwest Airlines and, and Hyatt Hotels. And with those partnerships, you know, people can earn um, World of Hyatt points or Southwest Rapid Reward points for their stays with us or earn free cruises with, with Royal uh, Royal or Celebrity. And so it really, again, it's it, it helps both parties. Like, there are our partners like Royal Caribbean Celebrity. Um, they're potentially acquiring a new customer, um, but we're able to show value to our members by offering them free cruises. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking for partners that where there's a, there's a win-win, right, for both parties. And, and, and frac- frankly, there's a, a third win is the win for the customer, right? And, and most importantly, and being able to, you know, have, have the, the member feel like they're getting some value added as, as being a member of MGM Rewards. So um, okay. partnerships are critical. 
When you look at uh, personalization, you touched on a little bit, getting the right data, zero-party data, transactional data, even opening up the MGM program to enable uh, kind of a disparate set of data sources that you can, you know, action on is very important. And what do you see as the opportunity for personalization? Uh, for, for our brand in particular, I think it's, it's incredible. I think we have the ability just based on the experiences that we can offer um, to, to really provide amazing experiences. So just I'll give you a couple of quick examples. Um, w- through a lot of our partnerships, a lot of our sports partnerships, we have uh, relationships with, say, the Boston Red Sox or Gold State Warriors. So, you know, being able to capture your affinity to, to various fan groups. So we have the ability to potentially offer our members, you know, the ability to throw out the first pitch or, or attend batting practice at Fenway Park. And we also have the ability to take some of our members, you know, maybe they're, they're Golden State Warriors fans, um, you know, to be able to provide access to either seats or meet and greet experiences that, that are incredible. But I think a lot of that has to, it starts with our ability to know our customers. And so that's where, to the extent that we can capture preferences of our members um, and be able to then offer them these experiences that we have access to. Uh, is, is critically important. I mean, we, we do this very well today, Mark, with our, our host on a one-on-one basis. The challenge, as you, as you mentioned, is just being able to do this at scale becomes um, a lot more difficult. And so that that's really uh, one of our biggest challenges that we're working towards. Okay. I think you mentioned this earlier, uh, the gaming uh, industry has changed pretty significantly. Uh, people aren't just gaming, they're coming to watch events, right? They want to come to uh, things that you just did recently last weekend with the NFL draft and kind of a big uh, parties uh, like you had at the Bellagio. And when you look at your customers, how are customers changing and maybe how are they changing within the industry? And uh, can you talk a little bit more about how you're adapting to that change? Sure. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I, I speak as a, con- I'm speaking somewhat as a consumer, but I think we see it in, in our own business and in, in prior companies I've been in is I think customers just in generally have, um, you know, less patience for brands that aren't aren't listening to them and they are trying to execute a kind of a one size fits all approach to address their needs and wants. And so I think customers want, you know, they want less friction when they're interacting with brands. They want, you know, in our case, they want the ability to look at their point balances on their mobile app. They want the ability to, you know, not have to call a call center or stand in line to speak with someone. So we're looking at ways and we're looking at ways to, you know, effectively be able to offer self-service tools um, so that our members can, can do certain things, whether it's earning or redeeming points um, kind of in a more seamless manner so that they don't have to, you know, go through some of these things that require them to stand online. Um, so, you know, we're, we're certainly evaluating things like, um, you know, chat and, and other tools and technology that allow, again, more real-time responses to member questions as opposed to having to, like I said, stand in line in, in a, at a desk or at, you know, in our call centers online. Okay. What do you think the next big thing for MGM's uh, approach to customer loyalty is? Yeah, I touched on it a little earlier, but I think what what we're looking for is really to get to know our members better and be able to provide more more personalized experiences. I mean, we, like I said, we have access to some truly amazing experiences and we want to be able to make sure that we're getting the the right experiences uh, to our members um, and, and be really just being able to capture that data and, and be able to deliver those experiences to help, you know, build loyalty with our program and with our brand. 
Okay. When you look at uh, your customer loyalty journey, what can Loyalty 360 do to help you and, and your team uh, along the way? Well, I think there's there's certainly a number of things. I mean, I would welcome you know members of your audience if they have uh, ideas for partnerships and how how we might be able to work together. Uh, you know, we certainly have um, no no shortage of um, opportunities where I think there's uh, areas of improvement where we could we could um, enhance our program. So being able to just share best practices with some of your your listeners, I think you know that's certainly a great opportunity. Um, I would say other than that, we're hospitality industry has been hit very hard as I think everyone knows, um, during COVID. And so, uh, our teams have been sort of scaled back quite a bit, um, 2020 and 2021. And so we're really looking to build that team up now. Um, so to the extent that, you know, your, your listeners are out there potentially looking for a new and exciting opportunity, we, we definitely have a number of, um, open positions, um, that we're looking to fill. So we'd love to, you know, engage with some of your listeners if they're, if they're interested. Excellent. Well, I think this was a, a very informative uh, interview. Thank you very much for taking the time. It was great to hear uh, about the new program, some things you're doing, but most importantly, how you went about redesigning the program and you know how you engage the your customers to, to, to add more value, which I think is great. Well, thanks, Mark. Really appreciate the opportunity. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening. And please make sure to join us again for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Have a wonderful day. Thanks.